0: what is up ladies and gentlemen it is Thomas Head here again welcome you all to episode 45 of tighten up the dog pound I was alone and scared last episode I had Sean with me but I didn't didn't have my uh didn't have the didn't have the dog pound to tighten up ladies and gentlemen Michael Welsh is back and that bald head is as shiny
1: as ever how are we doing sir I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for the introduction. I definitely missed missed you last episode. Um, I did give it a list of you and Sean. Gave a lot of good insight as usual. Um, Sean is also a Titans fan deep down, as we both know. So it kind of is fitting that he can fill in every now and then um, on this podcast. So shout out to Sean for uh, for hopping on. And um, we have a decent amount to catch up on for what the Browns and Titans have done so far in the offseason, free agency and all that stuff. Um, Where do you want to begin, Mr. Head?
0: Well, I mean, since we didn't have you on last episode, I mean, just what what are your thoughts on what the Browns have done so far? I mean, you've got some defensive line help. Um, you got Deshaun Watson's old teammate, Jordan Aiken, at a tight end for some tight end depth. So, I mean, just... What were the moves you like? Are there some moves you didn't like? And are there moves that are to be made that would put a big smile on Big Mike's face?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have uh, have a lot of thoughts about what they've done so far. I'd I kind of give them like a B-plus grade, um, mainly because I feel like Andrew Barry, whether sign-ins have worked out or not so far as his time as a GM, he's always attacked the weaknesses of the team – in the offseason, he's pretty aggressive. He sees the holes and he fills the holes. Like his first year here, need offensive line help, signed Jack Conklin, needed a tight end, signed Austin Hooper. You know, like he, he, he has, like, like I said, so, so, it's not that, you know, every GM's going to have move, moves that work and moves that don't. So I don't expect him to knock them all out of the park, but I like how he approaches the free agency every year. So, and it's been no different this year. I mean, you know as well as I do the Browns, defensive line help, safety help, and wide receiver help are probably their top three uh, areas of need. And so far, he's attacked two of the three while the other, uh, the wide receiver position is still in limbo. But yeah, I really like what he's done because he's he's gotten good value with players and I, I'm I'm glad that he hasn't overspent or made a big splash signing like a Jesse Bates or traded, you know, like getting Draymond Jones. Would I've loved to see them on the Browns? Of course, it's just you know the the price was just too high, and like they're they're paying these guys now. The Browns are paying. They're they're either about to pay or they're already paying. They're in the prime superstars. The Miles Garrett's, the Nick Chubbs, the Watson. it's Sean Watson's, like. I mean, you know, as well as I do, it's it gets to a point where you, you can't afford everybody. You can't go into free agency and you can't just sign whoever you want. You got to think long-term. So I'm glad that he's getting a player like a Juan Thornhill, who is a solid player, solid starter, has Super Bowl experience, has playoff experience, Um, is, is a center field safety, which is not what John Johnson was. So I think he'll fit their defense a lot better. Um. And he's a solid starter like that. He's he's just filled holes so far. The Dalvin Tomlinson, I mean, they they got ran over last year because they didn't have a big guy in the middle to stuff any kind of run or play any kind of adequate run defense. I mean, there was a rotating door there defensive tackle, so I like that move. Um, resigning Ethan Posick was big. He was like a top five, I think, graded center last year out of nowhere, mainly because Bill Callahan is just an absolute wizard on the offensive line um so yeah so far so far I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy with the moves um the jordan Aikens that you mentioned that was pretty recent uh i think it's just a really smart move to bring some familiarity to deshaun watson with him and he you know good tight end too like david and joku had a good season last year and I, I think that that's only gonna get better and but deshaun watson likes likes his tight ends so i think i think both of them could, could get a decent amount of put- decent amount of touches. So it's kind of where I'm at. Alrighty. Well you had mentioned
0: that uh they did not get a wide receiver. One guy that I think that was on everybody's radar for the Browns was uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh he the Browns, ladies and gentlemen, we did not get him. <laughs> Uh, he went to the Cowboys for a fifth round pick and next and the next year sixth round pick, and the Texans are going to cover six million of his eighteen million dollars salary. So, unfortunately, the Browns couldn't get him. Honestly, that that trade reminds me a lot of the uh, Mari Cooper trade that the Browns made yeah. last year, just similar similar compensation. So, are there any wide? So you didn't get Brandon Cooks. Are there any wide receivers out there on the open market that you have your eye on?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, you're you're right with, you know, I've been kind of lobbying for Brandon Cooks, like a lot of people on Brown's Twitter for the last several weeks, just because it makes so much sense. You know, it's the same thing, familiarity with Watson. Cooks plays on a different team every year, it seems like, but he always puts up 1,000 yards. Uh, he's consistent. But I do feel like the Browns definitely could have got him with what, you know, like it, it looked like it cost to get him. Um, but I think they – the wide receiver market's been kind of weird so far. You know, we've seen some three-year deals. We've seen a few one-year deals. It's been very quiet, and there's not a plethora of wide receiver talent out there, um, you know, because a lot of those amazing guys just don't ever get to free agency. But, I mean, there are some players that could definitely fill fill some holes for the Browns. One of them is McCall Hardman from uh, Kansas City. You know, r- r- uh, right now the Browns are, are kind of missing that quick – take the top off the defense, stress the field, 4-3 speed guy. Um, and, I you know, Hardman is not going to go to a Pro Bowl and catch 100 passes for 1,000 yards by any means, but he could definitely be that wide receiver that can open up space for um, other players on the offense because of his speed. He can be the guy in the slot who runs, you know, a post route, to take the safety away, so Cooper can go underneath across the middle for 15 yard gain. That's the kind of player he is. Plus, you know, he he would he would easily catch 40 to 50 balls, uh, you know, 500 yards type receiver. That's just, and and I don't think he would cost a lot of money, um, at all either because the market has not been too crazy so far and. I could see a one-year deal in the five to seven million dollar range for him. Uh, I think I think he was injured a little bit last year too. So it's kind of a, you know, um, that kind of gives the Browns a little bit of leverage. Uh aside from him, uh the, the Bills cut Isaiah McKenzie recently. And he he's kind of the same similar player to Hardman. You know, he's he's fast, small, shifty guy. Uh, I'm not as high on him, but I do think that he is someone they might take a look at. But, I mean, uh, one, of, one of the biggest ones out there is this Odell Beckham Jr. reunion in Cleveland, which at first it sounded like – it sounded crazy. I was like, you know, you just laugh at it. I'm like, there's no way that's going to happen. But the Browns sent a guy to his uh, – that, that workout that he held. I think 12 teams attended. The Browns had someone there, which surprised everyone. And then Mary Kate Cabot of the of Cleveland.com, who is very tied in with the Browns, reported that they have been keeping t- tabs on him, and they're very open to bringing him back for the right price. Because he kind of fits exactly what they need right now. Odo Beckham is very far from a wide receiver one uh, that, that we all knew him in New York. Uh, but he could definitely be that wide receiver, two, three slot shifty, twitchy guys who kind of freelances on his own route while Deshaun Watson is scrambling back for his life trying to make a play. Beckham fits that very well, whereas when he was there with Baker Mayfield, he did not fit what they were doing very well. And it just never worked there as, as it's been very well documented. Um, But a lot of players in the locker room still really like OBJ. Um I'm um, you've probably seen me on Twitter saying, bring him back. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like that Jadavian Clowney thing we've talked about in the past where you kind of fall in love with what these guys can be, you know, and we all know what Odo Beckham can be whenever he's healthy. Uh, I was, I, I was definitely uh, upset and really rubbed the wrong way about how it all ended in Cleveland with him. But, you know, after some time that's passed and just kind of where the Browns are at now, I would be open to him playing for the Browns again. I do think it's, one of the – it's not the least – most least likely option out there, but I do think that they go a different route. But it is interesting to think about that they could bring him back and he could play with Sean Watson, which I'm sure sounds a lot better than him playing with Baker Mayfield whenever he was here. So what are your yeah. what are your thoughts on that, by the way, the OBJ thing? We didn't talk about that when we saw each other yesterday.
0: Yeah, I As mean, much.
1: I, I just don't know if OBJ
0: wants to be in Cleveland. Like regardless of who's there, just because
1: he, he he didn't want to be there whenever he originally got traded there either. So, well, we I mean, don't know we man. we don't know that for sure. It's kind of been very mixed. I've seen so many things about how he loved being there whenever he was there. The city per se does not fit his big personality, but I think he enjoyed his time there. You know, that, that's what I'm He's, saying. I
0: don't I don't think he just wants to be in the city of Cleveland. Now, I mean, everyone has their compromises. At you know, at the right price. I mean, if the Browns offered him the most money. Yeah, you know, he'll take it because that's what's, that's what would, you know, money trumps everything.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, I saw a report that he wanted 20 million a year and then he went on Twitter straight up and said that that was not true, but he's also not going to play for 4 million a year. So I think he's kind of wanting, uh, you know, anywhere from like eight to 11 maybe would, would probably be kind of where I'd put him. I mean, he's coming off a lot of major knee surgeries and, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of interesting what, you know, what he could be at this point. But, <clears throat> yeah, I it's I do find it, like, I talk myself into it a little bit, but then at the end of the day, I'm like, what that really happened? Like, I'd be pretty surprised. I think a McCole Hardman is kind of the number one fit right now. There's also a trade for Jerry Judy. seems like a pretty popular theory out there. Broncos reportedly want a, a first-round pick for Judy, but there's no way that they're going to be a first-round pick for Judy. I think they would settle for a second and maybe a player or a bundle of picks. Um, and you know, yeah, if you're the Browns, you got to ask: are you are you going to take someone at pick 42 that is as good as Jerry Judy? And if the answer is no, then it may be worth taking a look at. I don't think Judy's amazing by any means, but I do think he's he's pretty talented. He fits what they need, so it's kind of an interesting uh, scenario. Yeah. As I well. mean. He's good, but like
0: you know, you you're picking at 42. It's just, would you rather just take a chance on one of the receivers that's available at 42, or get a guy that you know, I, you know Jerry Judy's a good receiver, but he's also on the end of his rookie contract and he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna want be, money. Eh, it'll be time to sign him to a new deal. So, like, would you rather do Jerry Judy or just at 42 take like a Jalen Hyatt or a Josh Downs? Yeah, that's
1: that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, I I don't just like the idea of them just drafting a receiver by any means. I do think that they still need to sign someone regardless though. If, if they're going to take a receiver in the draft, that's totally fine. But I feel like a Cole Hardman needs to also be added. I do know from what Mary Kate Cabot has said as well, that the Browns, I mean, they know that they need to add a receiver, but they're also like, they like Amari Cooper a lot. Obviously they really like DBJ and how far he's come. He almost put up a thousand yards last year. Um, and they still like David Bell, who they drafted last year, who only got like 35 targets on the season last year. They're still trying to develop him. So it's not like they need two or three receivers. Like they they might just sign or draft one more guy, and then they brought in Jordan Aikens and then feel like that they're in a pretty good spot. Me, my myself personally, I just feel like if they're in win-now mode, like it seems like they they want to be, you almost got to bring in like one more guy who's really going to like, you got to have weapons, man, on offense. You got to have like a plethora of weapons. I mean, you either got to do what the chiefs did and get rid of a Tyree kill and have the best tight end in history possibly. And then a bunch of good receivers, not one great, amazing game changer receiver or look at the Bengals with Higgins and Boyd and uh, Jamar chase. Like there's just weapons like, with the Browns, I'm like, you got Cooper and DPJ, and then it's like, then what? You need one more guy. So, pulling for McCall Hardman.
0: Yeah, day. that's someone I wouldn't mind the Titans going after, either him or his Isaiah McKenzie, just because at the end of the season and then in the GM presser, or variable made it a point that one thing they wanted to add this offseason was more speed on offense. So that was definitely yeah. something that was lacking because none of our wide receivers could get separation, RIP Robert Woods.
1: Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Texan's legend Robert Woods, you mean? Texans just be doing things. Mm. But yeah. Um Yeah, so that you know that's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm overall satisfied with the, what the Browns have done so far and I'm ex- excited to see what they do next. I think that they're just letting this this wide receiver market just kind of play out a little bit. I mean, it's been pretty quiet. Like some guys have been signed, but it's not like it's been just a frenzy of like you know, every receiver signed within a day or two, so I think they're 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 waiting it out a little bit um, just to see. But yeah, um, other than that, Super Bowl Super Browns, bro. You know,
0: back to back to back to back to back to back off season champions.
1: Yep, we hang any banners in the stadium; it's got to be those. Um, well, you mentioned with the Titans though, uh, which I know you and John talked about this some on the last episode, but. You mentioned about, you know, possibly a Hardman, McKin- uh, Isaiah McKenzie type player. Um, tell me, and I don't remember if, if you did this on the episode with Sean, but wh- what is your your kind of, before we dive into some rumors that are going around, what, what is your grade with what the Titans have done so far this offseason? And who who is someone that you do want to see them pick up next?
0: Yeah, I would get, I would give them like a B or B. plus Yeah. You know, they signed Andre Dillard, not to like a huge contract. You know, it's like three year, 27, 27 million. It's like a $9 million per year contract for a guy that showed promise as a first round pick for the Eagles and then got hurt. So you're, it's not like a long term contract where we were just like committed to them for the long haul, but like kind of a stopgap to where, you know, who knows? He may turn into the left tackle in the future. We'll yeah. See, um, they signed um God, what's his name? They signed a same an offensive lineman from the um San Francisco 49ers, who was you know kind of like their utility lineman. He played both guard and center yeah. on a on a cheap deal as well. Um then they signed uh, another linebacker from the 49ers, um Aziz Al Shire, basically to replace Dave Long. One year five million dollar deal. So a solid guy that Played well the times so he did get did get playing time. So there's kind of like a lot of guys on these like cheap, proven deals, stop yeah. gaps, you know, bridge veterans because this is obviously going to be a little, kind of a rebuilding year. Um, they signed Arden Key from Jacksonville, who played really well for the Jaguars. Also before with the Jaguars, he was a 449 er, played well from played well for them as well. So you're basically getting Bud to pre Bud to production. At like forty percent of the cost, yeah. So yeah, I, I give them a B. I mean, these aren't like players that are just going to blow you away, but the Titans just don't have the resources to get those players right now.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the same with the Browns. It's just like they're just making moves. You know, they're just filling holes, kind of. It's kind of what like, they can do they, right these now. These
0: are these are just solid quality football players. They're they're all not going to be long term answers, but you know they'll get the you know they'll get the job done this season. They're not
1: you know terrible, yeah. So one thing I want to add, I, want, I want like really want to get your thoughts on is this. Uh, been seeing these rumors on Twitter, you know, for Derrick Henry getting traded now. Kevin Byard, who neither of us had on our bingo card as a possible trade. Or, or they may cut. I think I saw you. You'll know better than I, I. I will. But Kevin Byard is an incredible player. He's went to MTSU. It's also where I went to college, uh, Middle Tennessee State University, right down the road from Nashville. He's the mayor of Murfreesboro. He's loved in Tennessee. What is going on, man? You feel like that they're kind of leaning towards a full on like rebuild or you feel like some of these are just like rumors, but tell me, tell me how you feel. Cause I'd be devastated right now. If I heard Kevin by, I mean, Derrick Henry, he's a running back, you know, like their lives are kind of short in the NFL. So like, you don't want to see that happen either. But Bayard was the one that really caught me off guard. It was, it was disrespectful. I, I, I did not, <laughs> I did not like it. So
0: what happened was, and these were, and this has been confirmed by uh, a lot of the Titans beat writers, um, the Titans approached Kevin Byard and asked him to take a pay cut, which he has about a $19-$20 million cap hit this season, largely due to um, John Robinson restructuring his contract to free up cap space two years ago to get Julio Jones. Mm. Damn. So, so yeah, and so they asked, they, they asked him to take a pay cut. Um, there have been other reporters which this has not been substantiated and a lot, of the, a lot of the Titans guys that, you know, a lot of guys that just strictly cover the Titans have refuted this as well that I think it was Michael Lombardi has said that if he doesn't take a pay cut, the Titans are just going to cut him, which would make zero sense because it would yeah. only creates about $6 million in cap space but then that's an additional $14 million of dead money. So there, there, there's no benefit to it but like I said, starting off like it's just disrespectful. He his play has not warranted the pay cut. I mean, he's arguably the best safety in the league. He's still playing at an extremely high level. I mean, he's and he's not old either. I mean, he's he you know he's a veteran, but I mean, he's not that old. Yeah. And just with someone that is like the the heart of this team. I mean, just like I, I get, like you know, it's their job to try and get the most resources they can to try and help this team. But asking Kevin Byers to take a pay cut is just disrespectful. And I I just don't even like that they did that. that. Like, I still think – like, I I, I don't think they're going to cut Kevin. Like, it just does not make any sense. Like, there is no benefit to getting
1: rid of Kevin Byers. Yeah, I would be shocked. When I saw they may cut him, I was like, there was no way that that they would ever do that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not even a Titans fan, but I'm just like, that is pretty messed up just because – like you said, he's he's still playing at such a high level. It's like, yes, they have to find a way to, like, create more cap space and, and, and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like, these players, man, they got to get their money when they can. And he is not a guy who's regressed and needs to, like, take a pay cut at all. So, like, you know, hopefully that situation can get resolved and figured out. I mean, you have to wonder how much damage has been done with their relationship. From something like this, from a player perspective, uh, how many years does he have left on his deal?
0: And I think he's maybe got two or three years left. Let me see. Yeah,
1: Dude, um, just another. But but even again, man, like it,
0: it, if you want to, if you want to create some more cap space and use Kevin um, Byers' contract to do it, I mean, convert some of his base salary into a signing bonus, and then that'll save you a little bit of money. You know, he's happy because he gets more money
1: up front, and yep. it creates more cap space. That's usually the way to go, but doesn't that mean that the owner has to pay that money now? Do you, do you think Amy has, yeah, like, the money to do that now? Oh, I have no clue. Yeah, um, I mean, that she, might, that she, might be that, why.
0: She's definitely not one of the richer owners in the NFL, for sure. Yeah,
1: that might be why that they didn't even ask him. They didn't even just try to do a signing bonus thing, but... That's just a guess. Um, just another way that John Robinson is still haunting y'all after he's gone, dude. He really is. It's yeah. God, those uh, the, those things that GMs do. It's crazy how years later they have an effect. Man, we've seen that with Cleveland too, and so many teams yeah. in the league. Where so his contract goes. His,
0: his contract goes through twenty twenty five. So, I mean, yeah, just do that. Convert base salary into signing bonus. I mean, sign, sign an extension that gets him more guaranteed money, but like creates more cap space in the short term. But I just, it just it just irks me. I, I don't like that they did that. And it just, yeah. And I mean, hopefully that's all. Hopefully they just asked him, he said no. And then that like, that's it. N- nothing else is going to happen unless they do one of the things I mentioned. But yeah. like, okay, you don't want to take pay cut. That's cool. You know, I'm fine if they want to approach him about restructuring his contract to get him more money that saves us cap space. But that—that's about. I—I I, I do not want to open open up my phone and see more Kevin Byard news.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't either. I was I was pre- like I said I was pretty surprised whenever I saw that. I thought it was like a fake, like a fake tweet at first, and I started seeing it from there. Him, there, there were, there, were some people,
0: there were some people that made uh, fake Titans accounts that tried to get people with the "We have decided to release Kevin Byard" and
1: yeah never fails so, so, those,
0: those people have a terrible
1: week <laughs> so e what about M. the derrick what what about the derrick henry stuff like how do you feel how how would you feel if he i, I know some of it kind of got said that they were not shopping him i've seen both multiple times i really don't know if they are or not
0: they were basically listening they were? It, it was basically like if someone makes like a really good offer then they'll you know they're not just going to say no but they're not yeah. like going to teams like hey like we're trying to shop derrick henry Yeah, so I mean, if if the Titans got like a Christian McCaffrey type package, then you know I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it. But at the same time, I just don't see a team trading for Derrick Henry at this stage in his career right now. I mean, he's still productive. He was second in rushing last year, had fifteen hundred yards behind that horrific offensive line. But why give? Like, why would a team give up draft assets? To get Derrick Henry on their books for you know, I think his cap hits probably around 12 million dollars. Like, why do that when you can just draft like a Bijan Robinson in the draft,
1: yeah, and have him on a rookie
0: contract for four years? So, I yeah, just... running
1: backs are tough, man. Like, in terms of teams, like, like, you just can't get a lot for them most of the time. Uh, if you were gonna trade or anything, because it's yeah, you can just find other ones. I mean, they may not be like future Hall of Fame type like Derrick Henry, but or they could be who knows but they are like easier to find someone who is like productive and then you look at teams like the Chiefs who win Super Bowls and their running backs like who even are there you know like do they have an elite running back no like so it makes you wonder like just how important they are in the game in general I still think that they bring a lot of value but yeah it's a lot of teams are not going to give up a lot for them anyway so yeah um
0: I mean, overall, I mean, out, outside of the whole Kevin Byer thing, I, I'm, I'm satisfied with what this free agency has meant. It, it's, you know, they're they're filling holes with veterans on short term, proven deals that low, you know, low risk, high reward type of things. Um, so I I'd give it probably like a B. I mean, outside of that though, I do think before the draft, the Titans are going to do something that's going to like shock people. Like a yeah. move a, a move that none of us seek. I don't know what it is, but I just got this feeling there's gonna be a move that we do not see coming that's gonna happen. You think so,
1: T- you think something's gonna happen with Tanny? So it could. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Will love a season, bro. Oh god, no no, 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 no. I
0: get first of all with the University of Kentucky, no thanks. Get keep Mayo Boy
1: away from my team. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Um that's yeah, gonna be no, I mean, the Titans.
0: There have been there have been some reporters that have said that the Titans are looking to make like a big move at wide receiver. So I I don't know I I don't know what that what that's going to look like. Whether DeAndre Hopkins trade, possibly you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I mean that would that would be interesting. Um, And then one thing that's got Titans Twitter in a little bit of a tizzy today: um, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN went on and said he had been, let me, I'm going to get the exact quote put up, but he had went on ESPN and had speculated about the Titans trading for Lamar Jackson. So this is his exact quote. And then when you talk about good fits, I asked some executives around the league, what teams would make sense. A lot of them, they mentioned Tennessee who just cleared some cap space. And so of course, Titans
1: Twitter is just taking that and running a mile with it. I'd be so curious to see how you would feel about that if that happened. Because we've I talked mean, about I, Lamar I, on this show so many times. I know I
0: know, dude. I've I've given it some thought. It's just like I mean, I would be excited for what it is, just because we've never had that type of player at quarterback. Certainly no one that high profile. It has yeah. been like it, it's wild. Like it's kind of sad to say that like other than Stephen there, I mean, Ryan Tannehill was like at minimum the second best quarterback in Titans history. Yeah, which is wild yeah. to think about. Um, and I talked we talked about it with Sean last episode. It's just my my two main concerns is number one the injuries. Like I, I'm just not comfortable giving a contract that kind of contract to a guy who has missed the month of December two straight years, and that he just doesn't perform in the playoffs. And then a lot of people will say to that, "Oh, well, you know, he just doesn't have the weapons." The Ravens haven't surrounded him with weapons, and that's true to a degree. Like I I'll I'll, I'll concede that, but. If the Titans, like, they'd have to give at least two first-round picks, probably more, to the Ravens to get him, and then they sign him to that contract that he wants. Like, does that problem get worse or better now that he's on Tennessee? Yeah. So it's just all the the things that people say that, oh, well, this is the reason he doesn't perform, those reasons would be exponentially worse on Tennessee than they are in Baltimore.
1: So what result do you think you're going to get? That that would be my concern. It'd be like a lateral uh, move on his part to go. Like he needs to go somewhere that has that game breaking, like number one receiver.
0: Always, I've been saying for a
1: year, Miami. That was the place he needed. That was the place he needed to go. Yeah, I mean, he would. Can you imagine him down there, like with the weapons that they have and the team that they built? That'd be insane.
0: Tyreek Hill, Waddle, Waddle, and that might like I.
1: Yeah, that, would that, be that, was
0: the, that was the move Miami should have made. That's one of those like all in moves to where, you know, they would have been elite for like two years and then the numbers would have caught up with them. And then they're like, okay, we can't keep
1: this team anymore. and, they, <laughs> and then yeah. They just have to detonate it and blow it up. So. Fire sell everyone. So, and we're running out of time here. So I, but I want to get your thoughts on the Lamar Jackson situation. Cause there still have not been like any offers to the Ravens, the Ravens kind of called the bluff of, you know, Lamar and and just kind of everyone in terms of, you know, is anyone going to offer him the f- fully guaranteed contract? Is anyone going to do give him the Deshaun Watson contract or something similar? And it's been like crickets. And some people are saying it's collusion that they don't want it to be a precedent for fully guaranteed contracts. Which I don't think we've seen the last of a fully guaranteed contract by any means. But maybe they're trying to just get ahead of it and not let the players dictate. That kind of stuff. Or do you think that there are just a lot of teams out there who see the situation and 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 see the stuff that that you just mentioned? Two straight years of not playing in December, underperforming in the playoff, being an inconsistent passer, even though he does put up numbers and is very talented. He still is not like on a Mahomes level, in my opinion. So it's kind of like a weird, you know, it's a weird it's a really weird situation. Honestly, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I think it's up. that,
0: but I, I mean, I wouldn't even call it, I mean, NFL owners, they, they were open about it at the time when the Browns gave Sean Watson that contract, where it's just like, no, we, this is not something we'll be doing. Like, this is not something yeah. that need, that needs to be happening. So, like, I, I think before Lamar Jackson made those demands, like, I, do, I mean, NFL owners were pretty open about not wanting to ever do that. And then that, and I think, yeah, the injury concern is a huge concern.
1: Yeah, the injury thing for me is is what separates. Um, like, I do think that he deserves to be paid, but I'm like, you kind of got to play in the most important time of the year. And the last couple of years, you have not. And you won an MVP. What was that, 2019, right? You yeah, know, that was four th- years ago. Yeah. So, like, people like to say, like, he's an MVP. You know, Cam Newton was an MVP. Like players when it. that wasn't last year or the year before, like a little bit of time has passed since then. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's still that guy. And he I don't think all- there's been any proof that he's been that guy since then. You know what exactly. I mean? Like he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He has, and even when he's been on the field, there's just been times where it looks like, you know, defenses, they figure players out. And I do think that he got figured out to an extent, not fully, but to an extent. So yeah, like, People who just always lead with the MVP, I'm just like he hasn't been an MVP in several years. It's not like that happened last year or the year before. Yeah, I mean it's a
0: combination. I think over time his body breaking down, and then yeah, it's true. The Ravens have no wide receivers on that team.
1: Yeah, so it's not like Mark Andrews. That's about it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) he doesn't have like a plethora of weapons to throw to. But yeah, yeah, and you can't. I was always. You can't keep citing the MVP season. And then, yeah, that same season, he got stomped by Ryan Tannehill (laughs) in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. At home. Yeah. It's it's, it's just an interesting situation, you know, and he doesn't have an agent. And that's kind of like, you know, a lot of people think he should have an agent because – there's just like damage that's being done to, between him and the Ravens where they're having to have these conversations one-on-one and not like an agent in the middle of the two that can kind of lessen the blow of kind of how the business works and all that. Like, and you know, there's been reports he's hard to get a hold of and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's not that many guys in the NFL that are representing themselves, not to his, not someone on his level, you know, they all have no, agents and, and yeah. So it's kind of, I, I, I feel like he, he's going to regret not having an agent if he misses out on some money. I mean, you, we don't know how it can all go. He's going to play for, thir- what, $32.5 million if he plays for the Ravens this year, playing for less than Daniel Jones I, I, or I believe, all these guys.
0: The, I believe that's what the franchise tag is for, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, when you bet on yourself and, and whatnot, it can backfire. And, you know, we saw that last year when he went down and didn't play for a lot of the year. It's like, well, this is, you know, you're not going to have any leverage, buddy
0: yeah man well we'll see what happens man it's getting wild
1: this league this league bro um well we only got a few minutes left on here um just wanted to do a quick little episode to kind of catch up where we're at some players that we want to see in both the two-tone blue and the brown and orange um and hopefully next time that we record some more players will have been signed Uh, my screen time has been through the roof uh this week this past the past few weeks with legal tampering and the free agency i'm just checking twitter every two seconds to see what what's going on um speaking of let me just do a little refresh here and see
0: also and as we as we end the episode go vols baby just an absolute (laughs) beat down of duke yesterday
1: yeah to yeah you and your uh gambling addiction it's finally paying off after all these years
0: Dude, it always pays off. It pays off
1: every day. It's not a... <laughs> it's, a it's,
0: not, it's not a problem when you win.
1: Yeah, you said that a few times last night whenever I saw you and I was like, buddy, we're gonna have to have an intervention at some point when your house is being seized. Getting in tight with the mob or something. Alright, well, um... That's about all I got here. Uh, you have anything you want to add?
0: Absolutely not. Um... Give Titan up the dog not a follow, Titan underscore dog, 21. Good content, good free agency content. It's almost draft time, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, we got to start making some list of players. We want to see the Browns and Titans draft and all that. It's always a fun time.
0: Oh man, fire up the PFF mock draft simulator.
1: <laughs> it's not as fun when you don't have a first round pick, I will say. I go to do mine, I might well. Let me pick at pick 42, but all right, yeah, it's been fun. Um And I'm going to go ahead and sign off. This is Big Mike. Find me on Twitter, Big underscore Mike 9169. Title of the Dog Pound Titan underscore Dog 21. As Thomas mentioned, elite content on there all the time. you will give us a follow. Give us a listen on Apple and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's all for me. What you got, Thomas?
0: Thomas said at Brother underscore head on Twitter, as Big Mike said, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify
1: me a tighten up. Tighten up. Go Browns.